Hello, everyone, and welcome to Teach Ag Talks, the podcast bringing you the news and voices of Pennsylvania agricultural education. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Teach Ag Talks. My name is Justin Kurtz, and today we talk to two professionals in the agricultural sciences field that tell us what they think is best for students, and they say that it's experiences and hands-on learning. No surprise, right? And so these individuals talk a little bit more about what opportunities you can take as an educator to incorporate these things into your program. First up, we talked to Dr. Jody Cole, who is a veterinarian, works with Valley Mobile Veterinary Services in Danville, Pennsylvania, and she talks to us a little bit about reaching out to the community in order to get your students involved in, in things that will prepare them for their future in the workplace. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Teach Ag Talks. Alrighty, we're here with Dr. Jody Cole, uh, and she's going to tell us a little bit about what she does and how it relates to uh, what we can do in Pennsylvania agriculture education. Welcome, Jody. Great. Thank you, Justin. I just want to take a minute to introduce myself. My name is Dr. Jody Cull, and I did graduate from Penn State in 2001 with a degree in animal bioscience. And then I went to Virginia, Maryland Regional College of Veterinary Medicine at Virginia Tech for vet school, and I graduated there in 2004. Currently, I am a food animal veterinarian based in Danville, Pennsylvania. It's about an hour east of State College. And I've been running my own business for 11 years now. Uh, and, and it's been a lot of fun working in the agricultural community in my area. I cover eight counties around Pennsylvania. And so I get a lot of, a lot of road time and a lot of travel time, and I get to meet a lot of people. That's awesome. So, so you work, uh, I see here that your company is called Valley Mobile Veterinary Services. Can you let me know a little bit about why is it called Valley Mobile Veterinary Service? Well, I, Danville runs right along the Susquehanna River, so we're in the Susquehanna River Valley, and the township where my husband and I live and where my basement business is centered out of is actually Valley Township. So we started the business called Valley Mobile Veterinary Service. It makes a nice little symbol with VMVS, and so that makes it kind of easy to remember. My phone number for the business is actually 570-271-COWS, and that. so you can you can put the <laughs> letters to the numbers. It was something we I thought would be fun uh, when we started the business. I predominantly do work on cows. I started mostly with dairy cows. The beef industry in Pennsylvania is growing uh, very rapidly. And then I have a lot of small ruminant producers, so sheep and goats, uh, some backyard pig work. I do touch on some llamas, alpacas, some deer, elk. I've done some buffalo, and I've even touched a camel at one point. A camel? A camel. Yeah, that's awesome. They're ruminants. Yeah, okay, great. (laughs) So, So what is your personal experience, Dr. Cole, with agriculture education? Well, my experience with ag education actually didn't really even start until I was out as a veterinarian. Uh, My high school where I went to, we did have an ag department, but it was mostly horticulture-based, so I wasn't really involved with it. When I came to Penn State here, I was so focused on my career goals that I didn't even reach out past that. Now that I'm out in the field, I'm interacting with ag teachers a lot, ag extension office, uh, 4-H groups, and so I'm trying to really get out into the community and reach the, reach our 
our consumer and our producer about agriculture. All right. That, so, so you're taking a more informalized like approach to agriculture education. I see. You... I do get into our local high schools, and so that they're kind of a good contact for me to meet people and and to interact with the teachers and to uh, meet new students. And and so a lot of my clients end up having their their children in the ag ed departments in the high schools now. Um, but but yes, it, it to me it's it's involving a lot of people. There's a lot of students in the high school that for their whole life they've wanted to be a vet, you know, a veterinarian. And uh, what what would you say to ag teachers that that have a lot of students that want to be vets? So what can they do in their classroom to ensure that these students actually make it to that point or don't make it to that point because I'm sure you would ha- you have your own opinion on uh, there's a lot of people who say they want to be vets, but realistically it just might not be the job for them. There might be something else for them. So if you could answer the question of uh, first, you know, the, that question of, um, you know, what do we tell our students to say, like, are you sure you want to be a vet? You know, what do we say to them in order to answer that question? And then number two, for the students that we do want to prep for that experience, because it, you know, starting in high school is definitely a great idea. What can we do for them? Unfortunately, the reality is the majority of people who are interested in becoming a veterinarian as a high school student don't end up becoming a veterinarian. The field is very competitive, and sometimes people have this image of what we do all day. It's playing with puppies and kittens, and that's that's really not what we do all day. And and so when they find out that that's what it it isn't, they, they choose another career. So I think a lot of it is for those teachers it is to start educating those students to see that there are other things we can do with that animal science degree um, and, and in the veterinary field even, whether or not it's a veterinary technician um, or in industry working a pharmaceutical company. So I think reaching out to the local workforce and getting them to come in and do career days at the school or come in and do demonstrations with the school, working with an FFA club to let them see what what is out there um, is a good way to get those students to see that there are other things that, that we can do uh, with the field itself so that maybe we just expand their minds. Uh, I attended governor school for the ag science when I was a high school student. I've, I've been surprised that even in my local area where in the counties I cover when I, when I reach out to the ag teachers that they're not either don't know about the, the revamping of the program and that it's out there or aren't telling the students that potentially might benefit from it. I think a, a, a huge benefit to that program is seeing all of the things that we can do in agriculture field, not just veterinary science, but the agricultural field in general, you're exposed to so many things. And I think that's a great way for students to see. So my goal and what I try to get my ag ed teachers in my area to do is to get at least one student to apply to it every year, at least where that exposure is there. And the more we, we reach out to the community and the more we bring that community back into the classroom to show the students that what we can do with the careers. All of our ag teachers are phenomenal. That's they why do a great job. Yeah, that's why they're Pennsylvania ag teachers, you know, because they're, <laughs> they're awesome. In addition to what they're already doing, what, what resources do you know of that you think maybe they don't know of that would be able to help them connect their students with like a veterinary, you know, experience? 
I, f- I feel like I'm saying the same answer again, but but it is reaching out to the, the neighboring school districts. I actually just reached out to a neighboring school district not too long ago in the, in the distant past here. We just connected, and here where I like to go out to the local high schools and I take some animal specimens and we go over things, I take a couple pictures um, and, and we, we review some stuff. Um, she didn't even know that that was something I would do. And I said, well, yeah, let's do it. And so I collected some specimens, and even she went over them herself. Um, And then we've arranged another time where I'm going to go in and talk to the class as well. So just that hands-on experience, that getting the word out that we can do that for for the students. And um, so I think that's a resource that the, the, the teachers need to be aware of is to reach out to the community, reach out to the veterinarians, uh, both at small and, and large. We love what we do. And so I think that we're passionate about it. We're passionate about educating back and, and informing people what we do. Well, that's awesome. And uh, I like to say that we take a pause for the cause um, and the cause being Pennsylvania agricultural education, something that I'm very passionate about. And uh, as a Penn State alum and the College of Ag Sciences and whatnot, I can see that you're very passionate about, which is great. So if you had to take a pause for the cause and you wanted to say something to the agricultural educators here in Pennsylvania, what would that something be? Well, I I think the the big thing is to to keep an open mind and to be... um, be aware of the surroundings, be aware of the community, especially as a, a newer ag education person coming out into the field to, to reach out to the community, to don't be afraid to, to contact the people around them. My local high school where I currently live, we have an ag advisory board. Mm-hmm. And so I was involved with that. And so that was a great way. We got together, we discussed things. Yep. They talked about the curriculum. Um, we learned about the FFA program. The kids came and talked to us. It was very interactive. Um, and then we went and presented to the school board. And so the school board then learned about what they were doing in the ag department that they didn't even know about. And so I think it's it's really just about being an open mind and, and maybe being loud about that open mind as far as what we're doing in these ag departments and what they're doing as an ag teacher so that they can be proud of what they do. Yeah, I love that. So we're, we're making sure that we're connecting with our community um, and all in the name of hands-on education uh, to better our students, to get them more prepared for the future. I'm one of these students, so I don't know why I say better our students because, uh, you know, it's just, uh, but I... And I, educate the consumer. Yeah, because that's right. We're all consumers as well. Yeah, that's right. I really look forward to our future um, in Pennsylvania agriculture education, and I appreciate what you do in your own community to support agriculture education. So thank Great. you very much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Next up, we speak with Mr. Matt Owens, a landscape contractor that says that there are essential skills that no matter what your student wants to do, they will be successful in any career that they choose. So please enjoy my conversation with Mr. Matt Owens. Alrighty, we're here with Matt Owens, and Matt is going to tell us a little bit about what he does and how we can refer to it in Pennsylvania agriculture education. Matt, how are you doing today? Great, thank you. How are you? <laughs> oh, you know, same old, same old these days. Thank you so much for coming with us today. So if you could just tell us a little bit, a little bit about yourself, uh, where you graduated, uh, 
what you graduated with and what you're doing these days. Sure. Um, yeah, my name is Matt Owens. I am a 1993 landscape contracting graduate with a minor in horticulture, uh, part of the College of Ag Sciences. Uh, I have been working in Maryland since graduation. I've worked for two different firms. Uh, I have stayed connected particularly with the landscape contracting faculty and um, found to be a, a good source of being able to give back to the program, uh, a wonderful program from which I've, I've gained a lot of experience, um, but also uh, as a source of uh, new employees to bring into the company because of the uh, caliber of the students that were coming out of the program. Currently, I work for a small family-owned landscape business, and I say small compared to the first company I worked for. Uh, we're about an $8 million firm. Um, I have, uh, I am the vice president for uh, overseeing the entire landscape division, and uh, really, it's a small, uh, lean group that we uh, we all wear a lot of different hats. So I get to focus on a lot of different things in the industry. That's awesome. So the question I want to ask you, I guess I want to start out with, is like, what is your, what has your experience been with agricultural education? Well, um, you know. Directly with Ag Ed, um, I, I think you know I'm, I've always been an ambassador for the landscape industry, for the green industry, for horticulture, for agriculture. Um, I don't have any formal training in uh, being an ag educator, but I do think that through the 26 years of experience, I've gained a lot of knowledge that um, personally I've found that to be enjoyable to share with people because there is so much to learn. Uh, whether it's pests, insects, diseases, plants, what's going on, all this rain that we're having, how does that impact plants, different things. I try to help educate people. So I think in, in my own terms, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a proponent of ag education. I see that. So it, you almost kind of alluded to the idea of like, uh, like mentoring uh, other, other people that, you know, or, or an apprenticeship, if you will, of, of, individuals and they could be your students even though it's not a formalized ag ed program they could be your students that you teach you know what you do to so could you tell me a little bit about the benefit uh what you believe the benefit of having students whether they are my age or you know grown-ups per se having them being your apprentice and what do you feel is the educational benefits of doing that you know, I think it's something that is uh, it's near and dear to me because I, I have uh, been a mentor to some students here in the in the landscape contracting and horticulture programs. Um, I I'm paying back. I, I was taken under someone's wing and, and I had an incredible mentor along the way. And I really saw the value of how that helped me develop both personally and professionally, um, where I just uh, feel so good about the industry that I, I want to help. So really it doesn't matter if it's a, a student right out of high school that's in, in the program or uh, a returning education uh, or even a homeowner on the weekends. Um, I think that there's really so many misconceptions about our industry. There are, there's a lot of misinformation uh, about uh, proper planting techniques and uh, different things like that that I, I just feel like um, I'm helping people. Uh, uh, quick aside is when people put down grass seed in the spring and if they also fertilize their lawn and have the 
crabgrass preventative in there, they're just really wasting their money on the seed and their time <laughs> because the uh, chemical prevents the grass seed from germinating. So it's, it's things like that that people just don't even realize. Um, and, and I hate seeing, I like to help people. Right. I hate seeing people waste money. And so when it comes down, like education is almost, or you have to have a passion for connecting knowledge with service, you know, and helping others. So I think that's a really good point that you make. Well, it ties in with, you know, my philosophy from the way I was trained from day one, uh, you know, with the core values, honesty, integrity, uh, with the outlook of having uh, long-term relationships that that is what really helps you invest in the people on the other side. Um, it's it's not a transactional experience. It's it's a it's a long term relationship. And and I think as you get to know people, whether they're students that you're trying to help, or uh, individuals that are older than me, uh, I think that the same concept of trying to help is just a common thread. I see. So we're, when we're talking about, uh, you know with landscape contracting, right? And so uh, we were talking a little bit about the apprenticeship and whatnot, but we're, we're talking here to Pennsylvania agricultural educators, right? So school-based ag ed. What can these ag teachers uh, bring into their classroom that would maximize their students' ability to go out into a field similar to yours? I think a couple of things. One is um, exposure. Uh, you know, again, the perception by many is that the landscape industry is um, hard work, which it is, but uh, it's not just lawn mowing. There's, there are a tremendous amount of uh, business, horticulture, uh, so many different opportunities that you can get into, way more than we have time to discuss today. But um, <clears throat> the exposure, exposing, exposing students at a young age to help them understand that there are real live careers out there. Um, and by the way, they are in high demand. I, I don't know for sure, but uh, just about every uh, landscape contracting and horticulture graduating senior uh, walks into a job right after uh, graduation. So um, I think exposure is one thing. I think um, professionals that have experience in a specific line of work to share those experiences with the students I mean, it's one thing for a teacher to stand up and talk about and teach about certain things, but another to bring uh, someone in uh, who has actually done those types of things and, and can uh, field questions and, and help students learn from a different perspective. Um, I'm a big fan of the experiential learning. Oh, yeah, we are too in Pennsylvania Ag Ed. Yeah. I know that's a big thing with Penn State and, and Ag Ed, and I really, it, it's not a play on the buzzword, um, really. It is a way for students to get acclimated to the industry in which they're going to spend a lot of time in. Um, they're really going to gain a lot of skills. Um, I'm really happy to see that that's the direction of the ag education in Penn State. But those are probably two of the bigger uh, reasons as to what I think they could bring into the classroom to, uh, to help out. So you're saying like professional, but like bringing actual personnel to the classroom and that's uh, it's funny that you say that because anytime I ask that question of what can what what resources can teachers tap into, the number one answer is always someone else, like the actual professionals. Because uh, we feel, we find that in our education system is that a lot of times we we can fall behind of what actual industry is doing. But connecting that connecting with the professionals gets that content knowledge and it gets the relevancy of said content knowledge, which is great. And then you also said it just exposure to what's actually going on, which 
which I think is good. So we're with this with the next generation of workers coming into your career field, what do you believe ag teachers could be working on with their students uh, to make them better employees, to make them better leaders? What do you feel like they could be working on? Well, um, I mean, I far be it from me to try to uh, instill my curriculum into into the professional educators. But I do think that, um, and I don't want to overuse the word networking, but the reality is is that the sooner that these students and these up-and-coming future professionals can begin to have conversations, whether they're going to work for that individual or that business or that line of business, it doesn't really matter. The exposure and the development uh, personally and professionally for those students is to me something um, that I wished I had a higher level of. I think I would have been able to accelerate more quickly in in the industry once I graduated. Um, I think some other things that that could be done are focusing on um, human relations skills, you know, the soft skills, things that Yes, you work in groups in college on different projects and different things. Um, really focusing it on helping students understand that you're going to be working as part of a team and that this is a business and um, it's a do or die situation, right? If if the business doesn't perform well, it doesn't stay in business. Yeah. Um, so you may not have a, a, a job, but working together with people and the skills that it takes really uh, in a society where... Uh, you know, the world is changing and, and is always changing and how people communicate with each other. And um, I, I think some of those soft skills are really important to, to focus on and um, that would help those that are graduating. Yeah, I mean, again, you're tapping into uh, to things that a lot of professionals are saying is that we need to work on the actual individual uh, opposed to uh, trying to, you know, educate them on how to be this profession let's educate them on how to just be a good person and good employee and whatnot and you're not you're definitely not the only person to have said that to me uh, as a youth in agriculture Uh, so with every guest that we have uh, here on teach ag talks we kind of give them this is their shot to say whatever they want to pennsylvania agricultural educators and you were actually talking to me earlier about a career move that you have so if you don't mind me taking what uh, taking your shot at the pause for the cause and telling you what you have to talk about. Could you tell us about this career move that you're making, kind of how it relates to what we've been talking about today uh, in terms of creating better students and, uh, you know, better employees? Sure. Um, well, thank you. I appreciate that. I, the um, first, I, I have to recognize being, you know, having grown up in Pennsylvania, uh, gone to college here at Penn State, uh, I moved to Maryland right after graduation and have been there since that um, I wouldn't be where I'm at today had it not been for the experience that I had not only at Penn State but particularly within the landscape contracting program. Um, With that uh, I've worked for two family-owned businesses over those 26 years um, and I have focused uh, on developing myself as a person. I went on to get my master's degree in business administration and graduated in 2010 um, simply because I wanted to learn more. I I wanted to be challenged. Um, 
as I took a look at my life and as I'm getting older, um, I have a tremendous amount of respect for the skills that I was able to develop in the landscape industry. I've developed a lot of contacts and, and networking and friends uh, in the industry all around the, the northern uh, Virginia, Baltimore, Metro DC market uh, and in Pennsylvania and outside of Pennsylvania from the different opportunities nationally that I've uh, had the opportunity because I've invested my time in learning more and meeting more people. So um, yeah, my, um, my most uh, exciting recent uh, change is that uh, I am accepting a position in the financial services industry and um, with Edward Jones, and I really feel that the skills that I've gained in the landscape field with the values and the focus and the commitment to doing what I say I'm going to do and, and the long-term relationship uh, aspect that combined with my desire to help people, it, it's a perfect, I wouldn't be able to do this had I not had those skills and experiences throughout the 26 years. Um, you know, I, like everybody I else, that. I started uh, from the ground up and, and seized every opportunity that I could. Um, and right now I'm at a point in my life where I'm not moving away from the landscape industry. I'm looking at it as I'm going to be able to help individuals in the landscape industry just in a very different way than I have. Yeah. There are a lot of business owners. There are a lot of employees that just simply aren't thinking about their future. They're not thinking about starting families, having kids, sending them to college, uh, aging parents, different things like that, that um, at this point in my life, I, uh, again, I'm not moving away from the landscape career. I'm taking uh, a big challenge, and, and I'm really excited about it. Man, you know what, Mr. Owens, I think that's a great, that's just a great message for really anybody, not even just Pennsylvania ag teachers, but I think for me as a young man going into agriculture education, I see the value in what you're saying about, you know, developing skills and I think the biggest thing you're saying excuse me if I'm wrong but the biggest thing you're saying is like no matter what you do as long as you have these skills you can really do whatever you put your mind to and you, honestly your story is great because you're literally doing whatever you're putting your mind to and so I, I hope that um, our listeners can find some inspiration in that as they go uh, and do the inspiring task of educating the youth in agriculture and the youth of America and the youth of Pennsylvania. Uh, so with that said, Mr. Owens, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I really look forward to seeing what we can do with the future of Pennsylvania agriculture education. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for uh, talking with me. I, I will close in saying that I do agree with you. I think you know, the role of educators in inspiring and exposing the up-and-coming students to the myriad of opportunities that um, they may not understand exist. Um, I am uh, walking away from a really good career um, compensation benefits package, um, but it's it's all for uh, what I what challenge that I need in my life, and and I feel that uh, everything that everyone I've been involved with here at the College of Agricultural Sciences. Um, I'm committed to the industry, and uh, I'm excited about staying on the, the board of directors here with the College of Ag Sciences, and uh, appreciate your time. Yes, sir. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to Teach Ag Talks with Thomas Gable. 
Be sure to check out tjagpsu.blogspot.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for more publications from tjagpsu. For details on this episode, be sure to check out the show notes below. Want to see what else is going on in Pennsylvania agricultural education? If you're not already on the Tuesday TJAG Topics email blast, send us an email at tjag at psu.edu. We'll see you next month.